0: You are listening to the Florida Network.
1: Coming to you from a state that is literally on fire, I'm Melina. I'm Dom. And Arizona, we've, we've got, got issues. issues.
0: Ducey just signed a $1.9 billion dollar income tax cut for the ultra-rich.
1: Right, and in November, Arizona had just voted on boosting funding for education, right?
0: Prop 208.
1: Exactly, and so the estimated $827 million a year in new money will still go to schools, but it's gonna be taken out of the general fund where that money goes to other programs.
0: It's supposed to go to other programs. Right. So now those programs aren't gonna have funding?
1: Exactly, so instead of having more money for these programs, it's getting taken away. And the breakdown is that the average person earning between $75,000 and $100,000 a year is going to save a whopping $231 a year. While, Uh, wait, wait for this, people earning $500,000 and $1 million a year will save more than $12,000.
0: A year? A year. So if you're already making $500,000 a year... You could save $12,000 a year in taxes, but if you earn $100,000 or less, you're saving less than a dollar a day. Exactly. That's insane. That's a little insane. Exactly. You know, I bet these billionaires are, you know, drinking wine and caviar at the Capitol. Well, shoot, I would be too. Yeah, well, let's go to the Capitol and see what they're thinking. Death to Prop 208. Oh, death to A, a painful death, I think, too, because some of those teachers, man, they poured out their whole summer getting signatures. <laughs> <laughs> All we are saying is give greed a chance. All we are saying is give greed a chance. June 15th marked the ninth anniversary of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. It was an executive order, uh, more commonly known as DACA. Mm -hmm.
1: Fuerte and other organizations met outside the Capitol that day to hear stories from different DACA recipients, myself included, calling on elected officials to pass inclusive legislation that provides a pathway to citizenship to not only DACA recipients, but the other 11 million undocumented families in the country.
0: Yeah. So, um, of course, this was a Obama uh, executive order, which the um, Republicans challenged in the courts. Mm -hmm. And during Trump's administration, we won that case. And it was a huge win for our community. Right, right. And uh, so because of the the ruling, people could start applying for DACA again. 50,000 people applied for DACA. And uh, guess how many of them uh, the Trump administration uh, pushed through?
1: I can only imagine. None.
0: He didn't push any of them through. They're just still sitting in a, in a drawer somewhere. The Trump administration just completely ignored uh, 50,000 people uh, applying for the DACA program.
1: And now it is up to the Biden administration to finally do something with these teenagers, these young adults that are waiting to start their lives with DACA, which is just the beginning. And so we're really looking at the administration now to do something. Do better, Biden. <laughs> Introduced during the budget hearing was an amendment to eliminate all civilians from the Civilian Review Board on police misconduct. You heard that right. And so members that will make up will be current or former police officers, which pretty much defeats the whole point of even fighting for the Civilian Review Board in the the first place. They were already... Exactly. And so... Police will now be able to hold themselves accountable, as we know, they should sure always do, um, following the public outrage of obviously police brutality, everything that's been going on in our communities. And hopefully, you know, they will be able to create change within themselves, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's gonna work. Last week, the Supreme Court voted in favor of Arizona's Republican attorney general to keep Arizona's bad voter suppression laws intact.
0: Yeah. So, you know, there, it's never been more clear that our freedom to vote, our voting rights, they're under attack on, ev- on every level, on every level. They're, they're attacking our, our freedom to vote.
1: Exactly. And our senators have the opportunity to step up and do the right thing and pass good legislation such as S-1, the For the People Act, Mm -hmm. and S-4, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, by doing whatever it takes to do it.
0: Do whatever it takes to protect us. If you don't want to do it one way, fine. Do it another way. But, you know, let us know how to help you. We're, you know, we elected you. We voted for you. Now it's time to work together to protect our freedom to vote. Like, you're our champion. You have to be our champion. If you're not, then who? The time is now. The time is now. You know, I I was out I was out uh at First Friday and I saw some uh some dancers out there that I think uh cinema should relate to.
1: Yeah, and they looked very much like her had that awesome bob, mm-hmm. s- stylish purple. And they were pretty loud and clear on what they wanted. And they
0: were moderate pixie dream girls. The people want to know,
1: are you really down
0: to end the filibuster,
1: the, really the filibuster now. The people wanna know. Are you really down to end the filibuster now? The people wanna know. Are you really down to end the filibuster now? Follow the adventures and antics of the moderate pixie dream girls on our TikTok and our social media at WetheA Z.
0: So, Melina, on the 13th of uh, July, we find out who won our latest uh, Defending Democracy video challenge uh, centered on voter registration.
1: Yep, and it's going to be at a really special place in the heart of downtown Phoenix at Film Bar.
0: Film Bar! It's going to be
1: lots of fun. This is our first in-person event. Exactly, and if you want to be a part of it, please check out the link below. We'll have a sign up. Space is limited, but it'll be a great time.
0: Yeah, and and if you miss it, because this is coming out probably right before the event, um, you'll be able to look online to see who the winners of the video challenge were. Also on the 21st of July, we're having our second in our Healing Through Art series. It's going to be called...
1: Rhyming to Heal. Rhyming
0: to Heal. So we're going to have a, a cool to our virtual event Mm -hmm. and we're going to through the power of poetry um you know express how this pandemic has been affecting our lives and our or and or our hope for the future now that we're coming out of the pandemic
1: yeah so invite your friends coming out to this space to heal and to create poet poetry and to be together yeah Uh, it'll be a good time
0: And if you want something more private and you want to be able to talk about what's going on um, because of the pandemic um, or anything else, you know, we have our healing circles, which are basically group therapy sessions with a licensed uh, therapist. Those will be starting in early August.
1: And it will be also offered in Spanish. So if you right. know anyone that is in need of some therapy mm-hmm. and only speaks Spanish, they are welcome. And we are here to create that space. You
0: know, or if you just sort of receive that kind of language better in Spanish. Yeah. Right. This has been episode five of We've Got Issues, a Fortify network production in association with Frecuencia Alterna.
1: Today's episode was hosted by Melina Fonseca and Dominique Medina. Produced and edited by Dani Orona. Graphics by Senia Orona and Dani Orona. The music by Dominique Medina.
0: The thoughts and opinions expressed by We've Got Issues do not necessarily represent those of the Fuerte Arts Movement.